0: Welcome to The Definitive Rap, where we report the truth about American exceptionalism. We love our flag, we love our country, and we believe in America. The Definitive Rap, where we respect people of faith, the men and women in blue, and our support for Israel. And now your hosts, Bela Sebro. She's the nice one. And Ellen Skorsky uh he's
1: not so nice but together they are the definitive rap i'm alan skorsky with my co-host Bela seabrow and welcome to the definitive rap where we discuss the news items the mainstream media just won't touch the definitive rap is proud to be the official podcast of vinnews.com today we have a very special guest from the uk whom baila will give a proper introduction shortly Ghanem Nusebi, whose family has strong ties to Jerusalem, is an entrepreneur, a business consultant, and an expert analyst on the politics of the Middle East, who has appeared on many news networks and is the founder of Muslims Against Anti-Semitism. On his website, muslimsagainstantisemitism.org, you will find columns such as, This Holocaust Memorial Day, We Need to Stand Together Against Anti-Semitism, or With a new year comes renewed commitments, including fighting Holocaust denial. I cannot think of a more propitious time than today to have someone as knowledgeable as Mr. Nusebi with the signing of the Abraham Accords and Saudi Arabia kind of warming relations with Israel, while at the same time, Iran is ratcheting up their threats against Israel and their neighbors, clearly testing out a new U.S. administration. As someone who lives in the U.K., he is also an expert on the rise of Islamist inspired anti-Semitism, something we saw in the last British elections with Jeremy Corbyn leading the Labour Party and the number of members of parliament who were forced to resign because of anti-Semitic statements and tweets. Ganem has been at the forefront to combat this mainstreamed type of racism. In 2019, he spoke at a rally in Parliament Square against anti-Semitism in the Labour Party and co signed a letter published in The Guardian, encouraging voters not to vote for labor on grounds of anti Semitism. Bela?
2: Thank you, Alan. The highest level one can reach amongst their friends is not to side with his friends against their enemy, but to convince his friends to become friends with the enemy so that they can all become friends together. And our guest today, Ghanem Nusebi, lives to fight Jew hate and Muslim hate together for a better world, a world of peace. In fact, he was quoted saying, we Muslims have one word for Jews, shalom. Ghanem believes that the time has come to speak out, and to speak out he has. Ganem has been able to challenge anti-Semitism in Muslim communities quite successfully, and that is a major achievement and accomplishment. So who is this very special and amazing man? Ghanem Nusebi became chairman of Muslims Against Anti-Semitism in May 2018. He was born in 1977, and he comes from an old Jerusalem Muslim family who are custodians of the Church of the Holy Sepulcher. Ghanem has been a campaigner for interfaith and anti-extremism work for over two decades, where at university he led the UK's first Muslim-Jewish interfaith group, and contributed to the 1997 report on extremism on campus in British universities by the Committee of Vice-Chancellors and Principals of UK Universities. He is patron of the British Friends of Neve Shalom, Wahat Al-Salam, since 2001, and of Faith Matters since 2017. Welcome, welcome to the Definitive Wrap.
0: It's very kind of you, Bela and and Alan. Very uh, much appreciate your very, very kind and warm (laughs) word. Lovely to be here.
2: That's certainly our pleasure. Um, You cannot imagine what an honor it is to be in your presence. It's only mine. (laughs) I'm very curious, though. Um, You grew up Muslim. And for sure, not every Muslim hates Jews. But you took it to a distinct degree that most Muslims would not do even if they do not hate Jews, and even if they may have friends who are Jewish. You founded Muslims Against Anti-Semitism. So my question is, what inspired you to start Muslims Against Anti-Semitism?
0: Well, that's very kind. Um, uh, 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 Just to set the record straight, my very good colleague, uh, 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 Fayez Mughal is the founder and the chairman of Muslims Against Anti Semitism, but we work together, obviously, in establishing it. But he's, he's, he he really should take uh, the, the credit uh, um, rather than uh, than me. And I'm, 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 I'm you're a I'm, very
2: I'm, humble man, that's for sure. You know, that's, I just noticed that now, you. too. Okay. In addition to all your other wonderful <laughs> qualities and characteristics,
0: yeah. that's very good. Um, well, M- Muslim and against anti Semitism is um, and let, let's you know talk about antisemitism in the muslim community has been a problem that the muslim world has been really uh, trying to contend with um for most of the 20th century um obviously historically muslims and jews had closer relations perhaps than 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 other communities obviously nothing's been always perfect that that i mean people of different religions have differences and and that has to be acknowledged but but at least um uh, the closeness between muslims and jews is, is um is, is, is historical in the middle east and and um and in other places in, in even in medieval spain and 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 so on the uh, 20th century was a uh, was an odd century in that respect um where uh, where obviously uh, you know politics and, and and wars and 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 everything um intervened and sort of spoiled the relationship um, much of it, much of the anti-Semitism that has um, um, happened, has took place in the Arab world. Um, obviously, a lot of it is homegrown, and, and that mm-hmm. cannot be denied. Um, but a lot of it is also imported, particularly from Europe. And um, and um, uh, uh, and, for example, you know, the Nazi literature, all sorts of awful things that have managed to find their way into into Muslim uh, um, uh, schools and, and 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 countries and so on. And so you had that 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 homegrown hatred against uh uh, uh, uh jews in muslim countries that was um, um, supplemented um or genetically modified by by european anti-semitism yeah. and so you had a a a fatal mix of hatred towards jews in all muslim countries even people who never met a jew i mean you know you go to places like pakistan which doesn't Have uh, you know their their tradition has been a small number of Pakistani Jews, but most ninety nine percent of Pakistanis haven't met Jews, but they hate them. Why do they? I mean, you don't even know who these people are. That's how
2: they were taught. That's how they were raised. Yeah, as you said, homegrown. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And 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 that that sort of um, it's almost like a cancer that just spread. Yeah. And um, and 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 you know, there's been a lot of initiatives here and there trying to create common grounds uh, between uh, between Jews and Muslims, and trying to explain to Muslims that 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 um, that you know that that Jews, you know, anti-Semitism is wrong as it was, and and that that uh, we have much closeness with uh, with our Jewish uh, uh, friends and brethren and compatriots and 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 um, and neighbors and so on. Um, and uh, but a lot of the things that have been taking place have really either been behind closed doors or be behind between the educated and so on. What we started with Fias is. Uh, um, 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 really brilliant as it is is to try to reach out to the average man and woman and child and and, and kid and and everyone in the muslim communities want to teach them that there is um you know the, the, these things um are wrong and those uh, and, and antisemitism has to be challenged within the muslim communities and and those uh, and alliances with antisemites whether they they support muslim causes or or not is wrong and that's and that's, 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 that's how we started. And, and, and um, so we're, we're moving.
1: Great. Great. So I want to ask you, how were you say, confronted in England? For example, I don't remember her first name. I think it's Adenin Chowdhury. Uh, I used to see him on the news a lot, and, all, and he's very, very anti-European, very anti-Semitic. Uh, do you find different segments of the Muslim community? And also, just clarify, most Americans are very ignorant. Uh, to them, a Muslim is somebody who wears a turban who could be a Sikh or a Hindu. Um, and we know there are Shiites, we know there are Sunni, we know there are Wahhab, we know there are Uyghurs now because of China, so, is this something that is prevalent amongst all the different segments of of Islam? Is it certain ones that are more than others? Um, is there any group that you're targeting yourself that you work better within?
0: Well, I mean, uh, I mean, you're absolutely right. First of all, uh, Muslims—they're—they're they're, they're over a billion and a half Muslims. So you're talking about a quarter or a fifth of the world's population, and there would be a lot of variance and variation between between the various communities. The Sunni and Shia, obviously, um, are the two main sects, and then you've got subgroups for them—subgroups that are either ideological but also political ones. Uh, the, uh, an, an anti-Semitism exists in in all of them. I cannot say there is a sect that that is sort of um, that has shunned anti-Semitism. There's obviously the different degrees of anti-Semitism, and that unfortunately is very much exploited by the political leaders of those sects who controls them. So, for example, you've got Iran now in charge of um, a, a large segment of the Shia population. I cannot say all, obviously, because there are Shia who are um, um, very moderate and very um, um, uh, much against the Iranian Islamic regime, uh, but but the reality is when you have politicians mixing uh, religion, you get anti-Semitism inspired by politics, as we see in Iran, for example, as as definitely we've seen with Al Qaeda and ISIS and Muslim Brotherhood, who uh, you know groups like Muslim Brotherhood, for example, aren't at the front line of being seen as enemy by the enemies by the um, by the security services because obviously they they don't necessarily always carry bombs and ready to detonate, but they, they, their insidious way of spreading anti-Semitism is what ultimately leads to anti-Semitism um, on the front line that, that sort of then leads to al Qaeda and ISIS. So there is a very very degree, you know, a very wide spectrum of anti-Semitism that is a reflection of the degree of Islamism within the large Muslim community, both in the U.K. and, and around the world.
2: Right. Ganem, you were quoted in the Times of Israel saying that you know that you are successful because your organization has become targets of extremists who aim to undermine your work. Furthermore, you stated that Islamist extremists, anti-Semites and their foreign governmental supporters have made you their common enemy. Can you give us an example of any attempts to undermine your work or target you in any way?
0: Um yes with pleasure. I mean obviously I'll I'll be um careful because there's some legal cases that are going on oh, but no. uh, yeah, I understand um, that, sure. Um th- there is uh, a, a most recent case is 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 one where um I've actually made a, a complaint to the UN uh, Secretary General for oh. um being targeted um, uh, by um, extra ju- judicial surveillance, um, that we found basically surveillance equipment outside my office in London. The police were called, the UK police, and and now we've, we're sort of uh, investigating. And that was uh, likely because of my complaints about um, anti-Semitism to uh, the United Nations Office of the Human Rights Commissioner um, last year. That was in May. Um, Uh, the Secretary General every year of the United Nations calls for people who have been targeted because of work they've done, for example, with the United Nations. And that is uh, a clear example that our work against anti-Semitism that's been given to the United Nations, submitted to the United Nations, led to people, whoever is behind them. And that's what hopefully we'll be able to find with ongoing police investigations and legal cases. Um, People putting surveillance equipment. I know my emails have been hacked because a lot of it has uh, been illegally accessed and, and published in obscure media around the world they tend to find places where there is no really no um uh, uh, legal structures to to um, to to stop that publication um we've um so that's that 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 is ongoing surveillance whether it's electronic or whether it's 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 physical through the placing of surveillance mm-hmm. equipment is is ongoing and that is definitely mm-hmm. a uh, a a a um a a threat that we uh uh we all have to deal with. Yeah. Other colleagues of mine have um, on many occasions had to call the uh, police uh, uh um because of threats, um, whether direct or indirect threats online through, uh um you know social media, emails. Um, so we've got the whole spectrum of right. of, um, of 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 threats coming from uh, who knows who is behind them. I mean, there are obviously right. extremists
2: could be anything but but in terms of i mean I understand the targeting, but in terms of undermining your work have you um, have you experienced any of that as well
0: Oh yes, i mean you know try, trying to publish fake fake news and and, 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 and you know the, the, on one occasion we 've had an article published in uh, in a website in north Macedonia where they 've literally just produced a document that was forged. And and put, built a story around it, and you know wh- wh- where are you going to? You know, you know I'm, I'm sure the North Macedonian courts are all wonderful and and capable, but it's, you know, they just, just do it in places where you you know it's it's sort of outside your your reach, r- realistic reach. You know, you're not going to spend your time fighting people who are fighting you. You know, that's because right. that's a distraction.
2: Distraction um, what, from the from the work you're trying to accomplish so successfully.
0: Absolutely, and and but what, what unfortunately happens is when these things that are published in places like North Macedonia, you've got social media on Twitter and Facebook who would be ha- very happy, happily translate them. And then they just post articles, they get translated into Arabic and, and, and you know, websites that no one's heard of becomes sort of the most reliable piece of background information. So that, yeah. yes, that has happened. Yeah. Uh, but we've been very successful, uh, p- I mean, partially successful in 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 sort of uh, dealing with... with, with with any mainstream attacks in in civilized places of the world. But there are places that, um, that unfortunately are, you know, you just leave them.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, I want to ask you, I know in the last elections, and we have this problem in America and it it sickens me uh, as a Jew. um, There are Jewish leftists in, in the UK who are supporters of Jeremy Corbyn and the labor party and they defend him. And I'm wondering, did they ever call you, because I can understand why other Muslims would call you a traitor to the faith. But have you ever gotten calls from Jewish leftists in the UK telling you to back off and that you're, uh, you're, you're, you're wrong? Jeremy Corbyn is not anti-Semitic. Um, is there any particular group that has tried to undermine you or, or is it just equally across the board amongst leftist progressives?
0: Well, it's, it's, it's been across the board. I mean, uh, luckily the, uh, support uh, jeremy corbyn has within the jewish jewish community is, is 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 minimal and it's it's um there are obviously uh they're always outliers and, and 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 they exist but yes i've i mean i've i've been called um islamophobic by, by 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 jewish supporters of corbyn but mm. you know that's uh, uh i mean how do you respond to that <laughs> so right. i mean yeah um yeah. um but but yes that that sort of that 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 um that, that, that's that's a problem i think i think the jewish community in the uk overall even left wing jews not just not just right wing jews who are very um suspicious of of um, of the uk labour party because of the history of uh, of of jeremy corbyn who is still there um and i think it will be a very long time before before relations can really be mended um i think um i think a lot of damage has been done you will still have a, a, a small number of people who who would still subscribe to uh, to, to 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 those politics, but um, but they're not they're not a worry. I think I think I think you know you look at the opinion polls now. Um, uh, Labour in the UK is 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 a, as bad as it's ever been, even with a change of leadership. Right, uh, right. And, 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 you know, the damage is, is, is long term and, um, and the people still don't believe there is a proper break from the past.
2: Right. right. Yeah. And then um, you, you have spoken in favor of the Abraham Accords, and that is rare and maybe not even safe for a Muslim to speak positively about the historic peace and normalization deals that were signed between Israel and four Arab countries. So uh, please tell us your views about the Abraham Accords from a businessman's perspective and the potential impact on those countries.
0: Well I think I, the only thing that that I can say is that the Abraham accords came maybe a little bit uh, late but never you know never uh, late than than never is, I guess uh, is, is a better thing I think there's a great deal of opportunities particularly with uh, uh, with the uh, UAE Israeli uh, relations the Emirati and the UAE relations they've you've got two really powerhouses of the Middle East uh, um of, of of talent of potential and of 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 forward looking uh, not just leaderships, because uh, uh, we 're talking about real people here right. um, across society of across the political spectrum of across the the uh, the, the economic um, uh, strata of both countries who are keen on establishing relationships so you 're seeing very big companies've recently seen for example g forty two uh, from the UAE and Rafael in Israel, signing a, a deal on on artificial intelligence, but you've got um, the much smaller grassroots ones that we don't hear about. Whether it's uh, vegetable exporters or fish exporters, or or, or, or or you know perfumes and cosmetics and and dates right. and and sorts so the, the the small uh, things that do not make it to the news but are. Are, are happening, and yeah. and that's why we're seeing trade now growing into well in excess of a billion dollars a year, and I think it'll grow even more and more. Um, that to the extent that I think UAE Israeli uh, um, trade relations will be so important for both nations, yeah. um, uh, just so much potential there. Um, again, with Bahrain as well, and um, and 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 hopefully with other countries as as the uh, you know as more countries join the uh, join the you know the uh, the, the new um, uh, new Middle East.
1: I watched you in an interview, I think it was on the BBC, and they were talking about the modernization of Saudi Arabia. Now they're allowing cinemas and movies. And I'm just wondering, I mean, they're a large country. Is this, um, is, this is it the family? Is it the monarchy that's, that's strict? Is it the people? Um, and again, I just compared it to the Jewish community. You know, in Israel, you have those on the ultra orthodox right who will never have a TV or radio in the house. And you have others who go to the beaches in their bikinis. in um, as far as Saudi Arabia goes, is it where does it come from? Is it the, again? Is it coming down from the family itself? Is it the people? Are there different segments that want to be more modernized? Um, can you tell us about that a little bit? Um, of course.
0: I mean, Saudi Arabia is a is a is a is a is a, is a big country both geographically and. Um, and culturally, it covers um, um, a, a, an area that uh, it stretches from the from the Red Sea, uh, the borders of Yemen to the borders of uh, 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 of Sinai, of Israel, and uh, and then on the on on the on the east, you've got obviously the Gulf that's so close to Iran. So you've got you've got a, a spectrum of, of of Muslims in Saudi Arabia with different cultural and religious um, uh, adherence, perhaps that's the word on on, on this. I mean the, the the country is obviously uh, important in Islam, being the custodians of the two um, holy mosques and so on. So that's been important. Uh, generally, Saudis are, um, are 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 probably, um, um, again, which part of Saudi you're looking at. So, you've, you know, depending the, the the trading regions of Saudi who are used to trading with the rest of the world. Um, um, there are people in Saudi, in, in, in Mecca, for example, who are used to, Although it's a religious place, but they're used to seeing people from all over the world coming every year, so there's a bit of more openness there. But then there are the ones who are very traditional, regardless. You know, it's it, it, there. That's that's how they are in traditional religious, almost sort of the Hasidic equivalent of um, oh. of, of of Islam. So that's that's. Yeah. Um, um, you know, I was watching uh, um, uh, 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 Schissel on on Netflix. And I knew uh, you were gonna <laughs> say Schisel. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's actually it is it is very much part of Saudi Arabia uh, with 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 uh, sort of with Jewish dress right. with a, without the whiskey obviously but right. that's that, that's 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 how it is the, you know you, you the, the and, and there is the and, and that's why there are sort of uh, there's the uh, it, it's a it's a spectrum now the, the the history obviously of of bin laden coming from Saudi Arabia has been a problem and that's not a problem that i would say is purely a Saudi problem it's been a western problem because the west has encouraged the the Saudis to create and support those people who were fighting the soviets in afghanistan and when we can you know we can analyze this uh, forever but you know whether it was a good thing or a bad thing but well, that's how 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 it is um and so and so it's it's you know when when the country's leadership Mohammed bin salman trying to liberalize things i think he knows that you know, he he would probably like to just switch a button and turn everyone into a liberal uh, Western Westernized society. But again, he, he's got to sort of bear in mind there are other elements okay. in society that he needs to sort of give them the option of, you know, you can live the uh, sort of the Muslim equivalent of Hasidism in your own <laughs> <laughs> places, but let the others sort of also um, 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 uh, do things uh, the way that they... Would like to do like the rest of the world, like almost, um, the, you know, every, everywhere.
2: Yeah. Can I, um, speaking of soul and reference to Israel, uh, do you have a relationship with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu?
0: I I don't no no, unfortunately I don't.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know I want to also ask you because going back to the Middle East, you're young, you're in your your mid forties, and you have a global. Uh, I was I was as fascinated by people like you who at a young age have established global businesses. Can you tell us how did you get to be you, uh, you know, and, and, and have the influence that you have? Again, it's not like I found you by Googling, you know, anti, you know anti, uh, anti-Semitic Muslim. You have a real presence in the Middle East. How did you become who you are?
0: well that's, that's that's very humbling i i i th- i think i think that's sort of being from the middle east that that whether you're, you're you're jewish or arab you just explore things and you want to explore the world and 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 i think one of the things that um i was keen on always doing is connecting uh, dots and connecting uh peoples, and that obviously went into connecting businesses um I, I studied civil engineering at at university but i've you know i've, I've got a sort of a lot of in, involvement in real estate both in the uk and the uae Um, and in other places but i've sort of expanded into other businesses um um and um and and that that ability to connect um and that's why i think the opportunities that businesses and people now with with the abraham accords have in the uae and in israel to connect i think will open so many doors i think i was in a unique position that you know being from jerusalem so i i'm i'm so I've got a foot in Israel, but I've also got a foot in the UAE and I've got a foot in the UK, um, something that sort of um, um, others, you know, d- 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 not many people have. Uh, but now with Abraham, of course, everyone has. So sort of I've lost sort of, right. in that respect, my uh, uh, my uh, uh, unique selling point, but I need to find a new one now, but I'm glad I did in, in many right. respects. Um, and I think that, yes, the ability to, to connect, the ability to explore things that, that others... Um, uh, You know, haven't realized and the world is full of opportunities and, 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 um, you you know, whatever, if you put your head to something, you'll achieve it. I think that's that's uh, and and, and that's really, really a very Israeli way of looking at things, uh, perhaps rather than putting yourself in a box and just following the crowd
2: and you do so very successfully. Uh Ghanem how many members uh do you have in the organization you're chairing uh, Muslims against anti-semitism and do you recruit members?
0: We've um we're obviously a registered charity in the UK and as a registered charity we need to have a number of uh, trustees. Uh our trustees are um got uh obviously myself Fiaz Mughal uh, elizabeth arifir um uh, wasik wasik and um, harris rafiq so we've got five of us as trustees then we've got people who um uh, do the uh, uh, you know the, the day-to-day uh, work and administra- administrative work right. and 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 um and we've got volunteers as well who support us uh, across the uk and we're right. you know we're always calling for volunteers and and um, and, and people who would like to work uh, for us, particularly in, in Muslim communities, reaching out to schools, to communities, to universities. So, uh, you, re-
2: so you recruit members?
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. You do.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so which begs the question, um, how do you check and make sure that the people who are involved are sincere and not just people trying to snoop around? What is it that you look for in a potential member or employee or volunteer of the organization?
0: But it's obviously someone who needs to, uh, uh, who believes in the in the in the fight of anti-Semitism, uh, fighting anti-Semitism within the Muslim communities. Who right. is prepared, whether she or he are prepared to speak to that community, wherever they come from, whether whether it's a uh, it's a community in 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 England or a school or university, uh, whether they do it physically or, uh, unfortunately now mostly online and and Zoom and and social media. Right. Um, it's it's easy, obviously, to go. Uh, you know, with with social media, it's easy to check the background of so people. So you do
2: you do a full background check?
0: Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there has been organisations in the UK who um, have um, you know have been caught out. They've yeah. they've they've recruited senior people, and 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 the media's checked their backgrounds, and they've they've found all sorts of anti-Semitic stuff. Mm. Um, right. And that's been embarrassing. I mean, it's not sure. with what happened with. the... Islamic Relief, for example, which is a UK-registered charity, and a lot of trustees, I think all the trustees, if I'm not mistaken, had to resign after Facebook posts were uh, found to be anti-Semitic.
1: Right. Um, you know I yeah. Yeah. want to ask you, in America, throughout the, throughout the world, they always blame crime, violence, terrorism, and poverty. The Trump administration had proposed the deal of the century, which would have gotten all of the, or at least many of the oil, um, uh, kingdoms to put in billions of dollars into uh, Ramallah and the territories under the Palestinian Authority, and it was rejected. Uh, now Joe Biden comes in and he's just gonna—he wants to undo everything that Trump had proposed. Um, yesterday, day before, there was a convention here by a group called J Street. Uh, I don't know if if you know who they are, but they're basically a progressive organization and they want to undo everything that Trump had proposed. Moving forward, do you see um, the countries involved in the UAE and the Gulf states trying to go back to this idea of saying, um, we're going to pump the money in and we can improve people's lives? Is there any backlash against Abbas for having rejected it or people standing with him saying, good for you for poking your finger in Trump's eyes?
0: well i mean it it 's an interesting one because obviously people need to uh, uh they, they they want to prosper they want to have opportunities and they want borders to open and they mostly reject terrorism you 've got obviously uh um, enough people to give a headache but uh, um and and unfortunately people 's lives and livelihoods have been politicized to such a degree um that uh that that they're, they're being terrorized to follow a certain political line. And 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 the and and as I've said, you know, the two state solution has very much been a European project now, uh, the the way it is being presented. And I'm not saying that, you know, two state or one state, I'm not advocating any any political solution, but the way that it is being presented now is not a solution to the. Palestinian problem or even to the Israeli problem. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's an, it's a European solution for a European problem, mm-hmm. uh, but they're just superimposing it on the Palestinian uh, um, uh, people. And, and as long as the Palestinian authority and leadership continue to rely on a European solution for that European problem, there's not going to be a solution to the, uh, to the opening the doors of prosperity that the Palestinians want. And I think the Abraham Accords... Are the the perfect opportunity to open up the doors of prosperity to the Palestinians, and uh, you know, put politics aside. that the end you know, we've been doing this for seventy or eighty years; it hasn't worked. And uh, just try, try another way of 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 uh, of existing. Yeah. Um And 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 I think I think I think we we are at a crossroads here. Unfortunately, I don't see the current U.S. administration, assisted by the European Union, um, are prepared to. Uh, to look at f- afresh at the problem at this at this issue, they'd rather live in their um uh, comfort zone and send aid money and 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 assume that the Palestinians are content with the aid money but they're not you know they, uh, no nation and no person would be happy to live forever on receiving uh, aid money and I mean it's, aid money is supposed to be a a temporary relief for for a problem that might last a year or two but but you know that's it's not it's not something that can last forever. And the longer it lasts, the, 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 the greater the harm it, it puts on the Palestinians.
2: Yes. Ganem, we are out of time. Thank you for agreeing to be our guest today. We so wish you continued success on your work. May thanks. God bless you and protect you for a long, healthy, happy life.
0: Thank you, and you too. It's a great honor to be with you today. I'm really, really grateful.
2: Oh, well, in thank you with to you. our listening audience for tuning in to The Definitive Wrap. And we appreciate com for our show being their official podcast. Thank you so much again.
0: Thank you. Bye. Bye -bye. Thanks for listening to The Definitive Rap with your hosts, Bela Sebro and Alan Skorsky. Be sure to tell your family and friends they also can listen to The Definitive Rap on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, and your favorite streaming
2: service. See you next time on The Definitive Rap.